go. <laughs> awesome. What is up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode, episode three of the Doctrines of Rad. I'm Logan. Uh, Drew is right here with me, and we have a special guest, John Richardson, uh, also known as John the Messenger uh, and John the Messenger, Messenger 2.0 on TikTok. Uh <laughs> As, as most conservatives and Christians on TikTok, you normally have to have multiple accounts because they tend to get blocked uh, for hate speech or uh, what have you. So uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, John, welcome. would you mind taking a second just to introduce yourself um, sure. and uh, uh, something, something unique about you? Yeah, uh, so you, you kind of covered it. Uh, John Richardson from Western Pennsylvania. Um, um, I've been on... WP. On- yeah, that's right. Uh, I've been on TikTok for just over two years, um, and I'm an elder in the the PCA Church, uh, Presbyterian Church in America. Um, it's where I've been been in that church most of my life, outside of being a youth pastor for a couple years in Ohio. Um, and Ohio, yeah, I don't know which part yeah, of Ohio. Uh, I was in Mansfield. Oh, nice. Ohio. I know um, Mansfield. Generally, whenever I tell people that, it's like, oh, yeah, I've driven through there or I've driven past there yeah. <laughs> um, on, on my way to Columbus or Cleveland or wherever. Um, so, yeah, I have uh, married for it'll be 11 years in July, four kids. Nice. Um, so we're just living a, a crazy life right now. But that's awesome. That's great, man. So Mansfield, I was born in Columbus in uh, in Westerville, okay. actually. Uh, and then I grew up uh, Cleveland area. And now I'm in Missouri, which uh, I like. I'm I'm pretty happy here. Everything's pretty pretty nice and comfy. Um, all right. So John, we um we we know each other from TikTok. The the mm-hmm. three of us all kind of know each other from TikTok. Um, and one of the things that I that I I think one of the first videos that I saw of yours that I really paid attention to was you had done a music or uh, you were talking about worship music, and I think I noticed it because of the amount of responses that oh, people yeah. had uh yeah, yeah, yeah. People had like made that. to it and yeah mess people with their idols <laughs> right you don't attack idols, people's <laughs> that that's what makes me feel the most comfy about jesus man um yeah so uh i i before we get into it i i, I thought maybe we could do a cool little icebreaker i have uh i found a quiz online and it's called Contemporary Worship Song or Love Song. And I figure we could take this together <laughs> uh, as a quiz and see see what we can come up with. Uh, let me go to my screen share here. I'm going to uh, fail. And we probably will. We probably all will. Let's see. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, the first one, first <laughs> lyric, one out of ten. I think I love you, but I want to know for sure. Come on. Hold me tight. I love you. Christian uh, or non or secular? Is that the question? The I Christian think it's a secular song. I think this I'm one might be wild song. thing. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds like wild thing. Wild thing. I think I love you, <laughs> but I wanna know for sure. <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, let's go with love song. Love song. Um, all right, that's correct. All right, I don't want us to get copy copyrighted. So yeah. All right, next move and next one. Uh, capture my heart again. Oh, stop it. There we go. Sorry. Capture my heart again. Your love is extravagant. Your friendship, it is intimate. What do you guys think? This is a worship song. Yeah. I, n- I know this Worship one. song? Okay. And the right. survey says? Survey says, Casting Crowns. That's a worship song right there, for sure. All right. Good job. We're, we're two for two. 
Um, as I feel your touch, you bring a freedom to all that's within. Oh my gosh! Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go work. I'm gonna say worship song. Worship song for sure. Worship certain, song. Certain words. I want to feel your touch. You bring a freedom to all that's within. That's a vague. Let's go worship. All right. Let's see. Video unavailable. unavailable. (laughs) Well, that's. that's... All right. I guess we'll never know. (laughs) Oh, a sloppy wet kiss. And my heart turns violently inside of my chest. Classic. (laughs) Yep. That's what I said. And I mean, you want to talk about starting off with a, you know. Oh, yeah. This is a great segue. This is a. Well, and it's, it's really like. People get mad about this, whether you're saying sloppy wet kiss or unforeseen kiss. Either way, it still sounds like still sounds like a love song, but it is a contemporary worship song. Yeah. So what, uh, what are some of the let, responses? Sorry. What are some yeah, of the responses go, that you've gotten? To to this or just in general? Uh to, to well this and then in general to things like this. Well, the, like this, this uh, I mean, this one in particular, I, f- I feel like is one of those go-to jokes that people make about like, it, it's like insider Christian culture stuff. Like whether you, whenever you, yeah. when you sing this song, whether you prefer sloppy wet kiss or unforeseen kiss, and that's supposed to say, you know, something about you. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but, but, because of that, I know that it's a worship song. I feel like this is a, a go-to for a lot of kind of the Christian satire stuff. All right, here we go. How he loves. Yep, that's uh, Crowder, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Lay back against you and breathe. Hear your heartbeat. This love is so deep; it's more than I can stand. Lay back against you. I feel it's, like this has got to be a love song. It's I, I, I really, and I feel like I've played it before. I think it's a worship song. Really? No yeah. Is this the lay back against you? Is this what they do at Bethel uh, Supernatural Ministry uh, House my, of Hogwarts? My, where they my, lay gu- <laughs> my guess is that that is uh, the, the rationale for that would be like the, whatever the verse is about John. I think it's John that like, le- like it is leaning into Jesus at one point. Um, okay. so I'm, I'm, but I'm pretty sure that that's, I'm pretty All sure. All right, let's it check it out. Contemporary worship song. That's what we're guessing. Carrie Job. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a worship song. Oh man. All right. This is good. I love, I love, this is uh, a great introduction to what we're going to be talking about. Uh, I can feel you breathe. It's washing over me. Suddenly I'm melting into you. I, I'm going to let you guys answer because I know what song. I know what song uh, this is. I, well, song. I feel like it's a love song. You think it's a love song, Logan? Yeah. yeah. It's All Faith right. It's Faith Hill. Yeah. Ah. You're right. Ah, okay. All right, good. My, we sis- were... my sister had that CD when we were younger. That's <laughs> it. I was not listening to that recently. Uh, we're going all the way, and the wonder of it all is that I'm living just to fall more in love with you. Oh, the, the wonder of it all sounds familiar we're going all the way that sounds kind of uh romantic-y yeah more in love with you wonder if it all i'm i'm gonna say that's a good song though logan held on to i don't know i don't know i'm gonna say love song but i I all right let's go with love song Mm. wait delirium Delirious. Oh, yeah. Delirious. It was a worship yeah. song. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's a more of a 
contemporary Christian song. I don't know if they'd call it a worship song. I'm sure churches have played it before. <laughs> uh, Your love is a one in a million. It goes on and on and on. You give me a really good feeling all day long. <laughs> love song. Yeah. Love song. It has, to a, it has to be a love song. All right. Let's see. Yeah, Absolutely. we're correct. It's a love song. And it's unavailable, unavailable. but it is a love song. All right. Um, all right. Two more left. My first, my last, my everything, and the answer to all my dreams. Love yeah. Song. Yeah, I say I, that seems love too song? far out there to be. Yeah, I would say love song. Oh man, it's a love song. All right, Barry White. Okay. Oh, oh, it's a love. Song. That is that is a love song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your your voice is warm and tender. A love that I could not forsake. No, no, love song is using the word forsake. Oh, I don't know, dude. I feel like it's a love song. Your voice is warm and tender. I, <sighs> you might be right, dude. I don't know. You want to go? What do you think, Logan? You, it's up to you guys. Um, yeah, let's go. Love song. Love song. All right, and we oh, were correct. I was Come wrong. We're correct. It was a love song. All right. Well, we got uh, nine out of ten. <laughs> nine out he of ten. No, I feel like we did no. Well. No worship songs using the or no secular songs using the word forsake. I didn't. Right. I did not expect that one. No, that's that's interesting. interesting. All right, so that's a great uh, that's a great way to get into this conversation. So, John, uh, I think what draws me to you, and I think uh, Logan will probably feel the same way, is uh, you you speak uh, very frankly, and some you know some of your videos you do you use sarcasm and satire in a way to get people to think, and I think that's great. A lot of people that's probably so don't like that sort of thing. Um, I'm your biggest fan. Well, your biggest fan. so so I'll I'll start off by saying this, like, because I've had people say, I, I've had a lot of people say that they don't like the way that I do that, the way that I use sarcasm or satire or whatever, and and typically what I say to that is that it's not that people don't like the the method that I'm using, they just don't like what I'm saying within it. Um, mm. So like because no one. Everyone, when they see a satirical video that they agree with, no, I've never seen one person go, you know what? I totally agree with this, but I don't, I don't think the way that you did it is right. Like I, it's hilarious Mm. and I totally agree with it, but I don't like, I don't think you should have done it. Um, And, (laughs) and like, because I think that comedy and even satire is something that maybe I'm wrong. I, I feel like if you agree with it, then it's something that people can will connect with. Um, so that's typically my go-to with people is like, listen, it's not that it's not that you think that what I'm doing is wrong. You just disagree with what I'm saying. And, and that's totally fine. Like I have no issue with that, but let's, let's just call it what it is because then we're at least, we, we at least have a starting point um, mm. and we can kind of get past the like, the, the surface level type stuff. I, I, has anybody responded to that? Like, you know what, you're right. Um, it is the message versus the method. Um, I don't know that I've had anyone come right out and, and say it so frankly that way, but I also still have, you know, I haven't had anyone come back and, and refute that in a way that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and and it is, you know, and I'm sure we'll, we'll go a lot of different places with this, but that kind of stuff is what's easy for me to tell that I'm, I'm striking a nerve that is not about it. it 
is like if we're talking about worship, for example, or we're talking about a specific worship song, it no longer becomes about talking about whether the worship song is should be used or not. Right. It's about I have a I have a connection to this song. Um, and I can tell by the way that people react, whether they're actually interested in talking about it or not, or right. if it's just, well, you're just bashing this, you know, that, that's the thing that I get it. I've gotten a lot is like, well, you're just bashing people on here. Um, and usually when I get that, it's like, oh, I, so this, this isn't really about the, it's not about what I'm saying at all. You just have a connection to what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so they, so they're mo- more emotionally charged than they are. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. And, and it's hard because, you know, that I, like I've had, I, I've come across plenty of jokes at the expense of things that I, you know, things that I am or things that I identify with or things like that. And I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. Like when, like there, I've come across plenty of videos about, you know, people making jokes about Calvinists or, you know, reformed or, you know, whatever. I'm like, Oh, this is really funny, you know? Sure. Um, and (laughs) because that's not, that's not my, my identity is not in that. You know what I mean? Like that I I can, I'm able to laugh at that because it's like, and I also recognize that there are, there are people that I agree with that I'm like, Oh yeah. I, I also find that annoying whenever they do that. Um, so yeah, so the, a, a lot of emotionally charged, but on the other end, you know, and this is the other thing that I say to people about the the funny videos that I make or silly or whatever, is it it's a jumping off point. And so I'm able to do a video that I enjoy doing, that I that is it's fun, you know, I I love entertaining people, I love making people laugh, but I also enjoy being able to make people think through that. And so I've been able to even people that have like really come after me in comments um if i'm able to respond the right way then i've been able to have some really good back and forth some really good dialogue with people right and we've been able to find some some common ground so um that that's the kind of stuff that people don't see you know like the the people that i'm i'm d that are dming me on instagram that i'm having a conversation with um because i made this satirical video about whatever you know and so it's been a really good a really good jumping off point yeah absolutely so so what like what would you say your mission uh on tiktok is i was gonna that's a good one that's what i was just thinking yeah i mean it it's so hard because i like my honestly if i'm being completely honest whenever i first started tiktok my thought was, Oh, like my, my favorite thing in the world to do is to go and speak for retreats, camps, schools, churches, whatever. Yeah. And so my original thought was like, Oh, if I can, if I'm able to make some connections through TikTok, then that would be awesome. Um, so that's kind of when, you know, when I started and then I, what I didn't expect was to find like just a really cool community. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's been, it's been, it's been kind of finding, trying to find my lane within that. Um, and of course, like I, I want the gospel to shine through in what I'm doing. Um, you know, so I, but I, I really think that my lane is a lot more, is a lot less, um, evangelistic 
Maybe mm. if that and a lot more like just dealing with kind of within the Christian culture itself. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, can, and can, wait, like social commentary ac- within the culture. Yeah, absolutely. So would it be an accurate statement to say that you are your your target demographic is Christians themselves and edifying the church, like uh, uh, being a teacher to the church more so than to the non-believer? Is it, yeah. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I think, I, I, and I think it can be a kind of a both and. Um, well, true. Right? And, and one one of the things that I liken it to is like, um, whenever I went to, I went there's a there was a Bible camp that I went to growing up, and one of the things to this day that I remember, and I and I worked at a Christian camp too, that and it's something that I recognized was something that was so impactful to me was not not what I was being told or being taught whenever I was there. It was seeing high school and college age Christians interacting with each other mm-hmm. um, in a way that I was like, Oh, they, they like legitimately love each other. And they, and they did that through, it was serious, but it was also joking around. Right. And right. so, um, so I think, I think from the outside looking in, you're able, you know, you, you may be able to see that. Um, but early on, whenever, even when I started speaking, I realized that, the, the people that I loved speaking to the most, and it was mostly youth at that point, were kids that grew up in the church. Um, mm. be, because that's, that's what I did. I, you know, I, I grew up in the church and was able to kind of look back and say, well, this, this was great. This wasn't so great. But also understanding how easy it is to get caught in, in the cycle of like knowing all the answers, knowing the right things to say, these conditioned responses. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, so I think I, uh, it's weird to say, but I think that that's a group that gets overlooked a lot um, mm. because we, because kids grow up in the church. And so we just think like, Oh, they're okay. Well, they're taken care of already. Um, so let's, you know, so we can kind of look elsewhere. Um, and that right. I worked as a Bible teacher for two years too. And one thing that I did, it was actually before I worked there, but I was going to do a week. They called it a spiritual emphasis week at the school when I was speaking. And like a month beforehand, I handed out papers and I, I wanted every high schooler to write down like three to five things that they wanted to talk about or they wanted to be addressed. And when I tell you, like if I would have put those together with um, and I would have gone to a public school and done the same thing, I would have had the exact same answers. Right. Like people, kids were struggling with the exact same stuff. Um, but people don't think that. Right. And so to, to get back to your question, like, yeah. I, I, I think um, we can't, it's another criticism that I've gotten is like, what, what is this video doing to reach people? And I'm like, I'm not the goal of the video that I made. Mm-hmm. Like, like, right. I do, I, do I want non-believers to see not that every go, video is a gospel presentation. No, right. and, no. And, and there's, there is something to be said for not only, um, building the kingdom outward, but also right. build the building up of the kingdom and the building mm-hmm. up of, of who we already have. But also, and this is another, this is another, this is another really big thing is if a non-believer comes across my page, I, I want, I, I want to be someone that is not like, Oh, this isn't for you. Like this is so mm. inside or this is, you know, um, so uh, it just depends on the video, I guess. But but my my mission really is to just I think to just help edify the community that's on there. Um, and I I found a little bit of a role there of like almost 
um, almost like Big Brother esque, not Big Brother like government, but like older brother, <laughs> um, where it's like, okay, let's let's like take a step back here. <laughs> let's let's mm-hmm. not, you know, um, let's maybe not say things this way. Um, let's maybe not take this so seriously. Um, so. Yeah, but I love it. I mean, and, and it's crazy to me, even with you guys, it's like, if I, if I, if I'm recalling correctly, this is the first time that we've ever communicated this way. I don't know. Yeah, maybe there was person, a, like a brief having... phone call at some point. I'm not sure, but like, mm, right. But it's, we, it's crazy to me that like, there are, there are a number of people that I've met through TikTok that I know that. Like if I, if I need something or if I need yeah. prayer or I need whatever, like I know that I have them and that, that yeah. is not something that I anticipated at all, um, through all of that. So I didn't either. before, before TikTok, did you do, um, did you do anything on Facebook or on Twitter or anything else prior to, um, I was never real big on, on Twitter. Um, I'm still not, I, it's, it's just, to me, it's just such a, it's just, <laughs> It's such a cesspool, um, and I'm still I'm still on there because I I use it for just for kind of news and sports and things like that. Um, yeah. I think I think the precursor to me being on TikTok was probably um, Instagram Stories. Uh, yeah. I started doing those in a way that like people were like following along, you know, and yeah. Um, so when when I got on TikTok, I was like, oh, this is that, but there's just a lot more options. Um, so yeah. And it's always, you know, I, I've always enjoyed like, um, back when Facebook was fun, like coming up with, uh, just funny or witty or whatever, things like that. Um, where does that, where does it come from? Okay. Cause like you, you bring out the covetousness in me, right. (laughs) That I wish I could be that. I can't, I'm not, I'm not witty. That's so wild. (laughs) And I think I've Um, texted you that like, where does, where do you get these ideas? He's really um, not. I mean, he's terrible. He's, I have to prod him all day. Well, and so, (laughs) so this may go, this may be a deeper answer than what you're looking for, but. Let's go deep. Let's go so deep. It really is. um, I mean, it, it's God using, it's God using brokenness. Like it, all of that really started. Well, I mean, I can remember being in like third grade. Um, the first, I started public school in third grade. And like mm-hmm. the first time that I made like a group of kids laugh, I was like, whoa, what was that? Like, I wanted mm-hmm. to do that like- more. Um, yeah. But then as I was coming through like, junior high early high school it was it just developed as a defense mechanism Mm. um like i i had to be the funny i had to be the funny witty kid because that's all that's all i had going for me um and so but my whole family is like that too like my my little brother um when we worked at camp together we had a, a girl that worked with us that like legitimately thought that he and i stayed up at night like writing these like bits that we were going to do with each other because we just played off each other so well. Um, And so some of it, you know, some of it comes from that. But the other thing that I want to say about what you're saying is um, a big thing that I've dealt with for my entire life and that I'm really starting to face more recently is um, just insecurity. And, and so Logan, what you said plays perfectly into what I've told people is like, listen, 
there are there we can all name things about ourselves that we don't like that we're not good at that we want to be better at i got a million but i can but i I can also guarantee that there are things that when when so i i tell people like when there's so many things that i could say i don't like about myself but i can also guarantee that there there are things that i'm able to do and things about me that other people look at and go oh i wish i was able i wish i was able to do that and we and we all have have that you know and um but it's conditioned within us to only talk about the things that we're bad at or that we're not, you know? Um, and so recognizing those things that we're good at and being able to, you know, to push those. So that's, um, that's good. Yeah. I don't know. And it's just, I, the other thing, the the more lighthearted answer to that is like, I've had people ask me that before. I'm like, my, I, I, I will say like my, my brain is a very weird place. Um, and, (laughs) and right now, Right now, I have a job that I'm working as a lifeguard right now, and so I just have a lot of time to think. Uh, and sometimes, some days love, that's really some it. some days that's really good, and some days it's it's awful. Um, yes, it's fine. Lo- Kids drowning, but it's like, yeah. hold on, I'm really working on my punchline <laughs> well, here. You know, I always think like, of like... the Sandlot uh, scene. <laughs> is that Wendy Wendy Pfeffercorn? You kiss Wendy Pfeffercorn. Well, and, and here's the thing is like, you know, working at, working at the YMCA pool during the day is like, you know, it, there, there might be times that I have like five people in the pool and they're all 70 years old and they're just walking around in the shallow end. Right. And so it's like, okay, we gotta, I gotta keep, (laughs) I gotta keep my mind working here. Um, Even living at that point. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, are they viable i mean we talked a whole podcast about viability of people yeah it's and so but that's that's really the answer is like a lot of my videos will come from like one thought and i'm like oh that's that's kind of funny and then it just kind of it just kind of builds off of there um but yeah all right well now that we now that we have an understanding of why you're why you're on and and some of the um the confusion that people may have over your videos or maybe, you know, feel a way that you should do things a certain way. Um, how do you truly feel about worship music? How do you really truly feel? And why do you think it's important that other people think about it? Wait, real quick. Do you get to play the drums at your church? Yeah. Yours specifically? Wow. Yeah. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah it's it's so fun and that that's kind of i'll just do that's kind of a quick backstory you know is like um mu- so music in general has just mm-hmm. always been a part of my life um literally my this will probably tell you a lot about me my my mom was in a she was the lead singer for a christian rock band um and up until she was like seven or eight months pregnant please tell me. me it's the band that sings um, jesus is a friend of mine no it was ah. i wish i could find some of their old stuff but but so it's literally and so growing up it was like we were always listening to music um some of it was you know it was like either classic rock or like condem- contemporary christian stuff um but the and you know my dad was a sound guy my mom sang at church so hmm. uh but it really started with, um, and this, this will get into starting to kind of answer that question. When I was in youth group um, and starting to play drums in, in youth group, we had a youth pastor who was a really good guitar player. Um, and it, he really drilled into us like this idea of 
if you're going to play worship music, it needs to be excellent. Like you, you have to put the work in to be able to, to do it. Um, and then, you know, so that, that was more the musicality of it. And then as I got older, it became more about, um, kind of applying that also to lyrics and, and what we're singing. Mm. Um, and there was, there was a point where I just really started to pay attention to certain, one of the first ones, um, and I forget what song it's even from, but it's a, the, the line in the song is singing to God and it's singing, um, break my heart for what breaks yours. Mm. And I just thought, what? like, I remember singing that one Sunday. And I was like, Whoa, like mm. that is wild. That is a, you know, that's a really, you know, that, that has more depth to it than it, to me. It felt like that has more depth to it than anyone singing this right now understands. Mm. Um, and so I, I started to, to really pay attention to lyrics. Um, and then as I got older and I, you know, I like became, I'm an, you know, an elder in the church and I, I chair the worship committee at our church. And so that's a, you know, and I'm heavily involved in the praise team. And so when we're doing new songs, that's a big part of what we're looking at is. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's weird to me that, that, I, I can understand if people disagree with me on some of those things. It's weird to me when the attitude is like, why are we even talking about this? Um, you know, and, and oh, some, yeah. some, and some no people reverence. have even, some people have even gone as far really almost to walk up to saying like, it's the end of the day, the lyrics really don't matter all that much. Um, right. And, uh, and so, so that, I mean, that, that kind of encompasses how I feel uh, about it. Um, Was there also, a song? Was there ever a song that you heard that maybe kind of sealed the deal for you with with being specific with music? Like, I, I know you said that there's the the break my heart um, for what breaks yours line, but was there anything that you heard that was like ooh, like an ooh, like oh I don't want to say that, like that doesn't sound like that's biblical. Like, what was the first one that you um, heard that really brought to your mind? So, so I think really what it was. What you know, so I, I grew up. Um, again, I'm I'm going to the same church that I've always gone to, um, and it's a you know fa- fairly traditional. Uh, and so I think one of the one of the big things for me was I I spent two years as a Bible teacher at a um, as at a you know private Christian school, and I helped um, not lead one of the worship teams, but I was like the the staff advisor for that class. And, uh, it was really one of the first times that I was really exposed to a lot of the mainstream, um, like the mainstream worship stuff, just because we didn't do a lot of it. And, uh, and it was just, it's, it's going to, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word feel because that's what a lot of the times we're trying to get away from, but, (laughs) but it was just like, there were certain songs that were just like, man, this just doesn't, this feels so shallow like uh-huh. I, maybe that's the best word for it uh-huh. um and so i don't know that i don't know that there's one specific that i was like oh this isn't but for me honestly for me and, and i've told people this on tiktok too it, it's a you know there are certain songs that i've kind of broken down um for me the most concerning thing is not even necessarily certain songs but just kind of the overall theme yeah. that that is in a lot of mainstream worship right now, which is um, 
very, very singer focused. Uh, and, and even this is, and so this is something that anyone that watches this, I I want you to think about this, especially if your church is doing these types of songs, just one thing to look for is how often is the song singing about what God is going to do, um, rather than what he's done or just who he is. So say that again. So what he's going to do. So a lot of songs right now are focusing on. What is God going to do? What What is he going to do in my life? Um, and focusing. So in, a, in some sense, it almost becomes transactional. So it's, it's like I'm, I'm singing this song and I'm doing what I need to do. And so now I know that God is going to do this for me. Um, where, and there, there is room for that. But we also need to be praising God for just who he is and also what he has already done. Um, and so, so that's the first thing. And the other thing is when we do sing about the greatness of God, how often is that directly followed by what that means for us? Yeah. Um, and so, mm-hmm. so let me give you an example. Um, uh, the, the chorus of good, good father, right. Okay. Um, says you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I. And so, and even in like Maverick, uh, and I don't listen, I haven't listened to a lot of them, but Gyra is a big song by Maverick City. Um, and and it's the same thing that, and I forget exactly what the wording is, but um, it's, it's, I know it, it's saying, it's singing, you are enough. So you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. And then it turns around and says, so I am enough. So I am enough. So, like even mm-hmm. when we are singing about the greatness of God, we're immediately turning it back to, okay, what does that mean for me? For the um, and, and again, there's room for that. Like the, we, we, we can sing of the greatnesses of the promises of God. Um, but that it, there should be a balance there. I well, guess and is the best way to say w- that. Wouldn't it even be more fair to say like, at least in the, in the type of, if you look at the Psalms, there was a lot of there's a lot of like a call a, a call to um, uh, ex- exaltation, and then there's like a response back from the people. So, is it more like do you think it's it's more bothersome because it feels more like it's a self help type uh, song? Like like any any time that we like glorify or or use ourselves. In a in the same type of sentence that we are glorifying God, maybe that's the issue. Yeah, I I think it's um, it almost feels in a sense. And listen, I I, I do want to put this out there. Like th- this is not for me. It's not something that like if you like these songs, you listen to these songs, your church does these songs. Fair, but, like, yeah, yeah. There's this like massive issue. Like you need to run out of that church. That it's not that at all. Um, but there could be. Could be. Could be. It's case by case. Um, but but I think there's a tendency and our nature is that we we want it to be about us. And so so my my concern is that we're singing songs that, yes, we're singing, hopefully singing to God and about God. But only if we can also enter ourselves into the picture, too, like only if, if we can be a part of it. But to push back a little bit on that, like doesn't so the gospel itself, right? 
um, what God is, what God is, what God is, and then what that does for me, right? So, um, so the gospel is the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, his kingdom here reigning on this earth, right? Him taking the throne over creation and what that does for the believer, like the subjective nature of it. Um, so when you said that, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, but do, I, and I've seen believers actually take the gospel and make it about them that I'm, I'm, I'm saved, that I can, I'm, I'm now free who the son says free is free indeed that, well, if that's all the gospel is to you, it's you focused and you don't understand the bigger picture behind it. Um, you're missing you're missing the gospel quite literally in the process well and and i i would say what i would say to that is like yes and amen like all 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 the more reason for us to worship right and um and so i think there's a distinction to be made there too of like what we are doing specifically in corporate worship when we're singing together and what like i have an entire playlist um, that I made specifically to play, and I, I use it other times, but specifically to play like while I'm getting ready on Sunday morning, just around the house that is preparing me for worship. And, and so that's not to say that there isn't room for some of, for some of this. It doesn't mean, you know, um, uh, one that I go back to all, I go back to often is the blessing. Right. Um, and it's like, people hear me say that that's not a worship song and they have this like visceral reaction to it where, but it's not, I'm not saying that it doesn't have a place. I'm not saying we should never listen to it. I'm saying it's not a worship, like it, it it's not a worship song. Um, yeah. And so there, there is a, there are, there, there is a place for some of those songs. Um, and, but there are songs that I think what you're, even what you're saying is like, there are songs that, push us to worship so maybe yeah. they're not worship songs but they are reminding us of what god has done for us yeah. um who we are in him and then we're like yeah i'm th- this is i'm ready to worship like i want to go and worship now because of because of that so so just could you Russ, go for it well i want to say pointless thomas or <laughs> pointless thomas pointless thorns <laughs> doubting thomas pointless thomas sorry man it looked like thomas i have bad eyes um i've never uh never heard even if by mercy me sung in church what are your thoughts about this i'm not familiar with the song so maybe you guys can plug in on this are people nowadays more focused on happiness actually i think that's the core of your question is when when we're singing these worship songs are we singing um in the sense of trying to like gain happiness if like if we're not feeling something in the song does that mean that it's not worth singing like do you must you have an emotional response to every worship song or must you know must you go to god uh making a a loud joyful noise to him uh even when you don't feel like doing it maybe that's Maybe that's more the question is, are we focused more nowadays in our music on happiness of the happiness mm. of the person versus the glorification of God? What do you guys think? Yeah, well, John, right before you answer, like, so I, I just got done going to a church where their music was strictly hymns. I actually remember texting uh, John about this. Like, I, I was struggling to praise and worship with this body of believers in this church because I had been almost trained that the standard had a, you know, of, of my corporate worship had 
you know, somebody waving a flag and, you know, somebody's playing drums and, you know, uh, just four singers up there. It just versus some guy who's just monotone and doing his best. Uh, And I I mean, bless their hearts. They did. uh, They did an amazing job for what they can do right within their own talents that God has given them. But I mean, just the lyrics, the hymns, everything. I was trying to do everything I could. Uh, in that season to worship God in those moments. And it, at the end of the day, I would stop singing and I would just pray like, like this is not about me or what I, I want or what I receive from this. It's completely about you. Open my heart to just worship you. Um, and and then it just, like, and then he just kind of reminded me that there without Christ, I literally cannot worship him. Right. Christ mm-hmm. actually gives me the ability, the righteousness to even worship a holy and righteous God. Like anything else that I bring is just like noisy gongs to him. Mm-hmm. Right. But he actually get like, without the cross, we could never worship him. He makes us worthy of worthy worship, if that makes sense. Uh, go ahead, John. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and this gets into a little bit of, uh, you know, Logan and I were, were texting back and forth today about some of this stuff. And. Um, it's not even just with, with the worship music, but I think it's something that you see. It's the, it's the temptation and what we see in a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the bigger churches, even the mega churches is it's not, not only the worship, but the service itself is about, we want people to leave happy. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we want people to, um, you know, to feel a certain kind of way. And, uh, and so absolutely, you know, I, I think in that, when I talk about some of the music and some of the lyrics being shallow, um, I, I think part of that is like, you, you can't, you can't recognize the, the greatness of God and what he's done for us without the exact opposite of that, which is the, the reason why Jesus had to come and die. Right. And so in order to. Acknowledging and, the depravity of man and how yeah, bad sin I mean, is and all right. that. Yeah. And, and that it's us, you know, and, yeah. and that, it, you know, that we are the reason for that. So, um, so when you, when you strip that away, because that might bum some people out, you're, you're taking away an essential part of the gospel. Um, yeah. and, and so you end up with songs that are, you know, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more lovey dovey than, um, you know, actual like gospel centered, you know, right. gospel centered truth. So, yeah. so, so can you I make a distinction? Go for it. Okay. Thanks, man. I, I was going to say, can I, I wanted to share with you guys um, something that uh, started my journey to when I realized it was the most important, like that I wasn't, I wasn't considering worship to be uh, as, uh, as reverential as it should be. And I remember coming coming out of church with uh, my wife at one point, and uh, you know, in the military, you you ch- you're checking out churches. You know, every three years you're moving, so then you go to a place yeah. and you're like, "Let's go check out service." So it's like you have you make these lists of like, "Well, what's important for the church for me uh, for us to notice and pay attention to?" Uh, you know, the the obviously the preaching, making sure it's from the Word of God. The liturgy of the church is important. And of course, the worship, you know, we think, are we going to be able to um, worship here? You know, is it going to be familiar or is it going to be a harder adjustment? So, uh, but I do really feel like God chastised me once when I said, 
after a church service, I said to my wife, I said, you know, I didn't really get anything out of worship. And I felt like in that moment, I was like, oh, oh, that I should never say that. <laughs> like, that's a like, how much come- was I was making it about me? Like, I, sh- I should enjoy worship. Are you kidding me? Like, who am I? Oh, man. I, I was like, oh, Lord, please, like, forgive me for that, because it's well- not about me at all. So let me, and let me say real quick, I think this is because it's, it's another thing I've run into is um, are we will like so there have been plenty. I mean, plenty of times that I have just I've had to force myself to go on Sunday morning. Um, sure. And but the amount of times that I've walked out of that going that mm. that is what I I needed that. Um, and so I don't it's not a bad thing to go. I, this is, you know. Right. It's not a bad thing, but, but it's not the primary thing. Right. And so, and I, and I do think that there's something about being able to go and, and connect with our God in that way with the body of Christ. That's like, Oh, this is, this is what I need to be doing. Um, And so we, Mm -hmm. we can use that as motivation, not like, Oh, I need this because I, you know, because I, I want whatever feeling comes along with that. But understanding yeah, right. this is this is what we're called to do, and God is God is going to work in me um, through that. And so, because I, I think the the opposite side of that is that we, you know, and and it's a it's been a temptation for me too is that we we take our we want to take ourselves then completely out of the picture where it's like you know what doesn't matter and nothing that I you know. Um, mm but but you are like you you are a part you are a part created of to and, praise him i mean we right. are purposeful in doing right. we're missing out and we're not being obedient when we don't right um, um and yeah, so one ahead, one other thing real quick you you talked about and this this is kind of a, a tangent a little bit maybe but um one thing that, that you said about looking for churches and and things to look for this is this is what i've told people there are two great questions to ask a church whenever you're visiting the first one is asking them who is responsible for picking music and new music mm-hmm. for the church and what's the process for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so who, who has a say in that? How do you, how do you, you know, is there criteria for that? What is it? Um, and the other question is who does your pastor answer to? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and both, both of those things will tell you a lot about, you know, mm-hmm. if they, because if the answer to the first question about the worship music is, well, we just kind of, you know, we, we just kind of hear what's popular, whatever's on whatever, the radio, whatever's yeah. on the radio and whatever people like, and we do that. Um, and if, and if the second, the answer to the second question is, well, there, you know, there's some guys that he meets with every once in a while to kind of check in on them. And, you know, uh, and there's not really any, or, if you ask the question and they start, you, they clearly start freaking out because they don't really know what the answer is. Um, like mm. that'll, that'll tell you a good bit. Those so. are good, those <laughs> are good red, red flags to, uh, um, so I, uh, I always felt like the, where I drew the line with the music was when there was something that just is theologically wrong uh-huh. about the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and one of there's a I think it's a Hillsong song, but I could be wrong. It could be a Elevation or whatever. They're, they're, most of those one of churches are pretty notorious for writing, you know, very watered down lyrics. But anyway, it was something about calling. We call out to the dry bones. 
we call to the dry bones. And I'm like, no, we don't. No, we don't. We are not supposed to. We were not the ones. It was God. It was, that was not for us. That was a prophetic vision, I believe, for Ezekiel, correct? It was the dry bones in Ezekiel. That was not about us calling out to bring these dry bones to life. And we shouldn't be singing stuff that it wasn't meant for. That, that you're, you're a, I felt like it was assigning uh, God's glory to man as if that's mm. something that we could do. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I, I have, and it's a good segue because I, I think, I think when you're talking about worship music in particular, you kind of, you can break it up into the kind of the theme or even the individual song lyrics. I think when you get to the theology Hmm. behind the songs is where, I think this is where people really start to bristle a lot Uh, more. Um, Because, 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 (laughs) because if you start to look at the theology behind a lot of the mainstream worship, and when I say behind, I mean the ministries that are behind them, Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to start throwing out a lot of songs that people really like. Um, And, and so (laughs) it, again, it's that, it's kind of that uh, emotional tie that people have. uh, And, and I, but, but people don't understand it and people have been so dismissive of that. Um, and you know, the crazy thing is like Bill, Bill Johnson from Bethel, he has a quote, I wish I had it in front of me, but it's basic. It, he, he came right out and said, there, there are things that you can get people to believe through music or mm-hmm. messages that you can get through, pass through, through music that people would never believe through a message like a sermon. It's actually and, very true, right? Subliminal and, messaging. But but the crazy thing to me is that like I show like I can put that in front of people's faces and say like look like the he it's what he's saying like right. that they are using these this is their intent to push terrible theology mm. and it's like well but but I like that one you know like that and and so. Um, and there's a reason that they like it because it's terrible theology. It's it's not, it's well, tickling the wrong things. Well, and not only that, and, and so this is the other thing is like, and and this is my you know this is one thing I'll say about a lot of the quote unquote like reformed worship um, that I listen to is like I wish that the I wish the instrumentation was better. It's not. I mean, it's not fantastic, and that's something that they do really, really, really well. Um, yeah, pr- the production value so, is a little yeah, bit better. Production value is great. Uh, I mean, the way that they the way that they structure the songs um, is uh, very. It's climactic, you know, and and it yeah. builds and. Um, it's quite they, so they have done, designed. Yes, they've designed. I, I think I was going to say the same thing. They basically have they figured out what what chords and what chord structures actually evoke the most emotion, and they use that purposeful purposefully to manipulate or evoke uh, emotion during a yeah, and, worship. And I, and I don't, again, this is not something that I like, I don't believe that I, I don't even know necessarily know that I believe that like Stephen Furtick is sitting with a group of people and like writhing his hands together and going, <laughs> yes, this is, you we'll know, get um, I, I, I think that they legitimately just believe it. I, you know, and so mm. it's not, but that doesn't make it any less 
wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, and so that's, I mean, that's what people, I, I wish that people would just hear, not me, but just hear that message of like the, the theology matters, the theology behind the song matters, but also what you are supporting Mm, matters like and we're not we're not talking about like you know people have talked to me about different songwriters and their theology and whatever it's like no there's a distinction there like when 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 i listen to or or we do like a shane and shane song they are they're musical they're they're artists right and so they're kind of doing their own thing Mm. when we're talking about bethel elevation hill song you're talking about ministries like you, you're talking about entire ministries that what, whether you want to understand it or not, you're supporting that. So if you don't, if you don't agree with the, the theology or the practices of those churches, then you shouldn't be supporting them. I mean, to yeah. me, to me, it's like. It's lit to me. It's literally like saying, you know what? I I really don't like what they have to say, and I don't like the message. But their youth group is really good, and so I still send my kid. Right. You know, it's like, well, no, that's it's just another branch of the ministry, right? So, so, it, so can I can I push back because I have heartburn about this for myself. Like, there's certain songs that I love, right? And I'm I'm like the even a, a broken clock can get it right twice a day, right? It tells the time. <laughs> right twice a day um and i i get what you're saying and i agree with you wholeheartedly and i I, there's a part of me it's like man let me just still go to google and look up so will i um maybe find somebody else somebody else that's saying it but if they're the original artist they're getting some kind of royalties for it and ultimately we're supporting the industry Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so i mean am i wrong (laughs) like Uh, for for go for it so So I think there's a huge distinction again to make here between corporate worship and, and personal. Um, I would say good, good point. I I would say that for corporate worship, I I don't think that those songs should be used Um, because again, you, you are not every Sunday. Like, let's say you're doing so will I, you are not putting something up on the screen underneath that says, you know, we do not support this, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. A little disclaimer. Because, yeah. Because what, what happens, right? Because you go, Oh, I really like that song. I'm going to go look that up. You figure out who does that song. And then you listen to more of that. Not only that, and, and it may be, it may be minute, right. And maybe it's more of the, the principle of the thing, but if you are using those songs, they, th- you are monetarily supporting, them. supporting them. Absolutely. Um, and, and so I, it, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to get to the point of saying that I agree with churches using them. Um, I think for, for personal worship, again, I, I guess that could fall into kind of the, the Christian Liberty type no, thing. Um, yeah. I've, I've always felt like there's like certain secular songs that maybe I, even I grew up with, but they now can really evoke an emotion of love towards God just because of 
the beauty of the song, the orchestration of the song, um, even, you know, I, they can just evoke emotion in me to really be grateful that we have a God that is not only creative infinitely, but he's given human beings the ability to have that creativity too. But that wouldn't be worship, right? So, John, you make it No, it's not, but I think – Right. Now, you wouldn't use that in a church. You wouldn't well, yeah, it, like but... during your worship service. But how is that any different than like if listening to an elevation song you wouldn't listen to in church, but listening to it just and thinking about God either way? To me, I look at them at the same kind of same level. Well, well, so, John, you make a clear separation, right, uh, between um, a worship song and a Christian song, right? So, yeah. like, all Christian songs – or, or all worship songs are Christian songs, but not all Christian songs are worship songs is what yeah. you're saying. Mm. At least in this context, because you can worship it. What, all music praises something. Yeah, for sure. Praise. And again, I would say like for my own personal worship, again, there, like, there's, um, there are a ton of songs that would never, I, there, there are some songs that if I played them in, you know, at my church, it would be like, I might get excommunicated because <laughs> you know, ACDC, I got um, it. right. <laughs> um, but it, but it's, it really is like, uh, yeah, I think again, that's, it's, a, it is an important distinction because I think some people will hear me say it's not a worship song and automatically then what they actually hear is you should never listen to this. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And, but I, again, like, I don't know. And, and maybe it's, maybe I'm taking it too far and being too dramatic with it. But like, for me, it's whenever we're one of my favorite visuals in, in scripture is in revelation when it talks about um, the, the body of Christ standing before the throne um, and, and every tribe and tongue and nation being represented and, and singing together. And, and so we get a picture of that. And so in my mind, it's like, okay, when, when I'm, when I'm getting just a brief snippet of that on earth, mm-hmm. when I'm standing with, with my brothers and sisters in Christ, when we are singing this song, is this a song that if we sang it, if we were literally before the throne of God and singing this, we would go, you know what, this is kind of silly. Like this, this, yeah, this, end, sure. um, you know, and, and that's my, that I used that with talking about the blessing, right? Like it's, it's, it's from scripture, but it's literally a singer singing to the people, whoever's listening. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, so we're standing before the throne of God and we're singing to each other. Like it, it just, you know, so, um, so yeah, I think we, we have to be really, I, I think we have to be really careful in what we put into the, like, especially the corporate worship. We, when we put the, that phrase on there, um, yeah. and yeah, and I would also say, you know, the, the other pushback that I've gotten to things like that, and I did a TikTok video on it, is like, well, do you still believe that God could use these songs even if they're and, – and people say that as if it's like a gotcha, like, well, if God can – but that that logic, when you take that to its logical conclusion, it's like if your argument is, well, God can use this for good so it's acceptable – I don't think that's a road you want to go down. Like it, God uh, uses all things, right? For yeah. And so, His so, glory and His so, good. So, so not all my, things are edifying, though. Right. And, <laughs> and so, in my video, and it's an extreme example, but in the video, I made, the, I took the example of uh, Brian Brian Head Welch, who was mm. the lead. He was the guitar player for Corn. Yeah. Uh, 
and had this, you know, had this experience with, with God and in his testimony, he says that he just did all of these, just did, did a ton of drugs, a lot of and, drugs and called out and called out to God and God answered him like in a very real way. And so it's like, okay, so if we're going to use that logic, it's like, well, we can't, then it's okay. Right. Like if, if God used that for good, then, then there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so, so God can use all things for good and, and does use all things for good. Um, but then, then Paul tells us, you know, so what, what am I, am I supposed to keep on sinning so that grace might abound? Right. No, by no means, by no, by means. no means, like that's yeah. not how that no works. Means. So, um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, we, we need to be looking at what we're singing and, and what we are, what we are using to say, God, this is how we are going to worship you as the yeah. body of Christ. This is how we are going to worship you. And, and I, it, it, I don't know. It's just hard for me to wrap my mind around that. Not me, me being too stringent in saying that. Um, yeah. But well, sorry. real quick before uh, Drew, before you answer Trenton's uh, comment and thanks for being here, brother. I really appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, so I like I, I just want to point out that worship goes beyond just singing and praising, right? Worship is our acts of obedience. My marriage is a form of worship. When I when I mm-hmm. lead my family appropriately, like biblically, I'm worshiping God, right, by doing so, and I'm I'm leading up this this next generation, right. When my wife is submitting to me as her husband, she's worshiping God through our marriage. Um, I would even go as far, and I kind of mentioned this to John earlier today, that when when the pastor is up there preaching the word of God, that is a form of worship where you are sitting there in submission. Under him, as he as he edifies you, right, and you're and you're you're in tune with the word of God, and the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. So, uh, I mean, uh, would you agree with me? Am I am I am I missing something, John? Drew? No, I I think it's just as I feel like it's as important that our worship uh, include. The word of God, as much as the sermon, must include the word of God. Uh, I wouldn't want my preacher, as much as he may be a fan of Star Wars, to be reading a George Lucas book from the pulpit. Uh, you know, I, there's a there's a time and a place for that. Well, and so, uh, so this could even kind of get into answering this question, too. Please do. Um, please. Because... I think so. Like at the at the the church that I go to, um, we use something called the regulative principle, um, mm. which basically says that like God has told us how to worship Him. Like in Scripture, RPW. we're told how yeah how to how to worship. <laughs> and so, um, and and so to Trenton's question, you know, as far as your the schedules go, like for and I'll use my church as an example. Like there are things that we believe should be included in the worship service. Um, and so that, you know, it's, it's worship through song, worship through giving, worship through prayer and confession. Um, and then also Logan, you know, wor- uh, worship through the, the hearing and preaching of the word. And, and so we have those things, but to Trenton's point, the, the way that we do those things and the, 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 even the, I guess you would call it a schedule, the, the format that we use um, can become an idol where it's like, wait a second, 
we did we did the prayer of confession before the sermon this week. I can't worship that way, um, mm. you know. And and so, uh, so it it, it absolutely. I mean, that kind of stuff absolutely Structure. can hinder worship. Like Structure and, and tradition, getting and it in the should. Way. And here's the thing: it it you know, as a Presbyterian, as a good Presbyterian boy, I will say, <laughs> do doing things decently and in order. I yes. think is a very good thing, but. Just like anything else, it's a good thing that can be twisted into an idol, um, and and so we have to be careful of that. You know, we I, I remember there was one Sunday where my pastor, we didn't have a lot of people in church that day, and he like told everyone like, okay, I want everyone to get up and move forward, and it was just like you would have, I mean, you would have thought he was speaking a different language. It was just like, wait, (laughs) like, what are you trying to do? I've sat here for 50 years and my parents sat here before then. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, so yeah, I think, I absolutely think it can be, it can, it can hinder worship. But again, some of that comes down to like, people need to deal with that personally too. Like that's something that we all need to be checking ourselves for. It's like, okay, this is something that I like or I enjoy, but am I making this more than what it's supposed to be? Right. Uh, Pastor Slater says, what about when Shane and Shane cover Bethel or Hillsong or Elevation? Yeah, I I mean. uh, They took the mark of the beast. They're, they're, oh, well, that's what it was. Yeah. I, duh. Obviously. Slash holy, slash holy water on them. Um, so I, I think when you're talking about them covering them, clearly we, I mean, I guess, I guess you would say that I have a different, I just have a, they would have a different opinion than I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't take that as meaning that they, you know, that I, I don't know. It's tough. I, Cause I, I understand the argument. Um, but for me, it's. I wouldn't equate that with oh, they're they're totally on board with the the theology. I would probably look at that and go, oh, they really like that song, and so they covered yeah. it with you know. Um, and for me, that also gets into. I mean, if you're talking about just listening, you know, purely listening to them, um, I don't. If truth be told, I'm starting to do it a little bit more. I don't really listen to a whole lot of like worship music outside yeah. of. Outside um, of church. Yeah. Uh, it's why, just, why is that? Um, I think part of it is a lot of, a lot of times it just doesn't, there, there are sometimes when I feel like I just can't focus on it the way mm. that I feel like I should give it um, its due diligence. Yeah. So like if I'm, if I'm like putting music on while I'm doing dishes or something, it just feels like, uh, I, I want to be able to pay attention, I guess. Mm. Um, some of it honestly is just the musicality of it. Um, I, it's just not something that, you know, that I, I don't, I don't want to say that it's not something that I can get into because it definitely has its place, but it, I, I am starting to do it more. Um, but I'm typically listening to a lot more of just stuff that I enjoy listening to. And that's just, does it, it it's more musicality than it is like, Oh, I don't want to listen to worship songs. Um, so yeah. All right. I got to ask. Corey Asbury, Reckless Love, yay or nay? I don't like it. I, I mean, so, but here's the thing. Here, <laughs> here's, the Logan. thing. here's the thing. No, no, let, I, that, let me, let, this is the one thing that I'll say. I don't, I, it's, I'd have to look at the rest of the lyrics. To, I don't want to completely go 
uh, you know, completely say this 100%, but if I'm remembering correctly, it's literally just that one word. Yeah. It's literally like if, and, and here's what drives me nuts. And I'll, I won't, I'll try not to get on too much of a soapbox here, but I, it, <laughs> to me, it seems like, and you see this with a lot of the, the celebrity preachers. Um, Michael Todd is a big one. And I know that people love him, but it's, it's this idea of like, I'm, I'm going to do this thing just to get, just to get people's attention. Like, and that's kind of what reckless love feels like to me, where it's like, you know what, this is going to be super controversial. um, And people are going to talk about it. And I easily could have used a different word that makes a lot more sense. Do you think he was, you think it's a marketing thing? Do you think he did it on purpose? I don't know. And here's the other thing that Corey Asbury really makes me mad because (laughs) I didn't want, I didn't really want to like him. And his, his TikTok page is hilarious. It is. Um, It is hilarious. And I was like, dang it. Uh, But so so I don't, I I don't know. Like I I honestly, I, I I don't want to make that accusation, but it, but it it does fall in line with a theme of like, okay, we're going to do something kind of edgy here that people are going to pay attention to. And you see that with, you you know, you see, you see it with Stephen Furtick, the whole like Jesus broke the law of love thing. Um, You see it with Michael Todd rubbing spit on a guy's face. You see, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, and, and so that that's what drives me crazy. It literally, if he would have, and it's, the word that I would put in there, and it sounds almost exactly the same, is relentless. If yeah. he would have used the word relentless, I think it's a great song. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with it. So the reason for my excitement is because I really enjoy "Father's House" by by the same artist, right? And I just, I don't know. I really enjoy singing it, like. Here, so, I, I lay so my shame at the sinner. door. You, shame, you <laughs> I, shameful, dirty person. I know. <laughs> my, my thing is this, and, I, and I, again, I've seen it with sermons and songs, is if you have to change, if you have to change the definition of a word, mm. or if you have to change the kind of how that word has universally been used forever <laughs> in order to back it up, like, that's what I've said to people is like, name another time ever that the word reckless has ever been used in a positive connotation. Right. Like it never, it's never, you know, and, and, and I, I like that. It's another thing. Like I understand the argument. I totally understand it. I just disagree. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Well, I appreciate hearing your thoughts on that. And, uh, before we close out here, uh, Hey, this has been a great show, man. I hope you've, I hope you've enjoyed it. I, I know I certainly have enjoyed it. Uh, Logan, I haven't seen this this young man smile like this in years. So, uh, <laughs> ever since he got, ever since he found out that you know the diagnosis was good, you know, <laughs> you haven't seen him smiling. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let me just say we are on Twitter. Uh, we also have this podcast is on Spotify. It's on Google. Uh, it is on YouTube. Uh, we are also all of us are on TikTok. Um, and I've really been feeling even more, uh, as of lately to get more involved in, uh, doctrinal and theological discussions. Cause that is really what I'm truly the most passionate about. Amen. Uh, so I, I, I find myself, I'll probably be shifting a lot in, in that direction getting away from the news satire stuff. But, um, let me, uh, I, I would, we 
uh, Logan and I talked about, we want to give our guests an opportunity at the end of the show to share the gospel. So if you feel comfortable to do that, which I'm sure that you are, <laughs> uh, no, based on your, your experiences and the things that you put your hands to, uh, will you, will you close us out with the, with the good news, sir? Sure. Uh, so right. this was, uh, you know, as I was thinking about this and, um, a few years ago, I did a retreat, a youth retreat based on the theme of creation. Um, and ever since then, it, it's it's really shifted the way – I don't know if it's shifted, but it's, it's become more clear um, to me, like looking at, at God as the creator. Um, and, and so – it's it's one of the ways that I love to present the gospel is is through looking God, at God, the Creator, uh, and so you know in in the beginning God created the universe. Um, he created everything that we see around us today, and He created man, um, and man was the the crown jewel in that creation. Uh, and at at the very first moment, the first opportunity, man chose himself. Um, chose himself over God, and it's something that man has continued to do throughout history to the you know to this very day with me and with you, um, and that separated us from God. Um, and so God again created a way back to Himself um, through Jesus, and so He sends His Son to live a perfect life that we could never live to die a death that we deserve in order to create a way back to himself. Um, and in addition to that, and this is, I think this is something that people, it, your perspective on life will change whenever you, you make this true for yourself, whenever you understand the truth of this, that the same God that created the universe, that, that created everything that we see around us, that, that created the way back to himself also created you, that you are a creation of that same God. Um, and so, you know, Psalm, if you haven't read it in a while, go read Psalm 139 um, that talks about the, the process that, that God takes and the, the painstaking process that God takes to create each living person on earth, which includes you. Um, and that it, that's, that's why that's, he loves you. He is a, he, you are his creation. Um, and so that is why he created a way back to himself so that we might be one with him again. Um, and so it's a, it's a huge thing. And, and, and then he also continues to create each and every day. Ephesians two ten is one of my favorite verses. Um, we are, we are, God's handy were created in Christ Jesus um, to do the good works that God created ahead of time for us to walk in. Um, and so God created, he continues to create uh, each and every day. And, and the gospel is, uh, is really cool to be able to look, look at through that lens. Yeah. I love it. Amen. All right, my friend. Well, we appreciate having you on. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us and all the questions and, uh, Send us doctrinesofrad uh, at gmail.com is our email address. Any questions that you may have. We've had some good conversations so far. Finally, last but not least, we are doing a contest. We are asking you to figure out what RAD stands for. And if you do, I, and if you happen to be the one that knows, 
you get a free study Bible. We're going to send you a study Bible. So make sure. It's really expensive. It, it can be on literally any any it. post. It, you can send an email with your guest. Nobody has guessed it yet. Can I tell you just real quick before we end? I was going to ask that. I was going to ask what it stood for. I didn't get to watch the second episode. And in my mm. mind, I was like, oh, what if they said it? in the second episode and i'm like what does it stand for like oh i didn't watch the second episode uh, so uh, so I, I, I will be happy to play along uh i'll start thinking oh later. i'll be yeah. happy to tell you since i'm sure you don't need a study bible <laughs> i'll be happy to tell you in the after show all right guys well hey take care everybody thanks again to john find us on tiktok and uh we'll catch you guys later god bless you we are out ending 